everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 266 for the week of May 11th, 2013. I'm here with a bunch of RP Gamers finest. First off, from the great state of Utah, Sarah McGar. What is up with your face? Oh my god, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> from the great country of um, United Britain or whatever it's called, John Yearworth. <laughs> United Kingdom, damn it, get it right. Yeah, we don't care anymore. <laughs> no, we know you don't care. From the best American. <laughs> from the best coast, Emmanuel Marino. It's because we have sunlight. Ah. Now slumming it down in the States, Anna Marie Newfeld. I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. And I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Thanks for joining us this week, as you can join us every week live at rpgamer.com slash live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, where we bring to you this week's show about RPGs. Well, except for the month of June. But it's May, so we got some more shows for you. Let's start off with some what we've been doing. Manny, can I assume you've been doing nothing this week? Why do you always assume that? Because you usually do nothing each week. Are you, what, I just sit in a box and just wait for the RPG cast to start? Yes. Don't you? No, I, I, play, I play game. Like, are you talking game-wise or just nothing, period? Oh, game-wise. Well, it, it, it's funny, Manny, because you never update the now playing on the podcast thing. So everyone Oh, just... I don't even open that thing until uh, <laughs> until you guys start reading feedback. I go, oh, I better open that right now. But you better open that right now. Uh, no, I'm just plugging away through uh, Devil Summoner. Uh, no big updates. But okay. I realized I thought I was halfway through the game. I'm actually probably more than halfway through at this point. Okay, because someone's you. eating candy bars. I'm not eating a candy bar. I'm opening a Nintendo ca- calendar. <laughs> okay. What's up with your mic, dude, just by the way? I'm what? sure someone else is going to ask. What's wrong? In the comments. What's wrong? You didn't switch from your Mac to your real microphone. Oh, it doesn't affect the recording. Okay. Is that better, guys? Yeah, 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 you sound great now. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So like I was saying, I'm just plugging away at at Devil Summoner. Uh, I thought there were nine chapters, so I thought I had a ways to go. But I'm about halfway through chapter five, and then there's a short chapter six, and then the final chapter seven. So I'm more than halfway through. I just hope I can finish. Yeah, that makes sense, because... Devil Survivor is also seven chapters. Hmm. Most I hope of I can, games that have chapters seem to have around seven. I hope I can finish before uh, an RPG backtrack. I think they're going to be recording on the 14th. But good luck. To, I'm going to have to really uh, try to finish before then. But I doubt it. I doubt I'll be able to. So yeah, I'll just talk can. about what I could, what I did play and then uh, plug, put my fingers in my ears when they start talking about... Spoilers. Yeah. The end of that game. But yeah, that's going. I'm reaching the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me see what else I've been doing. In Geek- let me give you my Geekly Weekly update. I have been watching okay. Flash, the live-action TV series from the from 1990 to 1991. Mm-hmm. No one knows about this, right? No. no. Wait, was that the one that he had the funny-looking face mask and the jetpack? No, that's the Rocketeer, right? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Confused a TV series with a Rocketeer. Wow. No, this one was like a. It's literally a poor man's. Uh, uh, Bat. Who did? Oh, it's a poor man's Tim Burton Batman. They even got Danny Elfman to do the theme song, and it just sounds like a ripoff of the Batman His theme. Own music. 
because it's so it basically sounds like the Batman theme just off a few notes. It really is. Just imagine everything that was Tim Burton's like nineteen like uh, Michael first Michael Keaton Batman movie, and then cut the budget. To you the, know, like, at this point, I think of it as the animated series theme. Hmm. Even though it's it's came, came with the movies, right? Yeah, movie was first because you know the, the animated series was so much better. <laughs> It is so much better, and that actually holds up. Yeah, surprisingly. If you've, I've been recently watching. You know, they added all of the X Men cartoons and uh, all of the, the various, uh, you know, kid shows that we grew up watching. Right. And those X Men shows do not hold up at all. They are the oh, cheesiest, really? corniest shows. Oh. They are so bad. The animation is bad. The voice acting is bad. The storyline. I liked the, the X Men when I was young. So did I. I'm not saying it was a bad show at the time, but if you watch it right now, I picked a show at random, and it's. I, I picked a show with. Like, I bet mm-hmm. you Gargoyles holds up, but that came. A I bet bit you later. Gargoyles does. Yeah. For the same reason that Batman did, they yeah. take the show seriously, and they, I bet you they had all the voice actors in the studio at the same time recording their dialogue. I don't know. That, not with that cast. They had like with- half of the Next Generation cast did uh, <laughs> Gargoyles, so I doubt they got them all. But they did for the animated series. They all had them in the good same old time. Do- good really? old Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm. That's why there was so. That's why their dialogue was so natural. They were well, actually you know playing off of each other. They had the same lady who did StarCraft II's voice direction, um, and she's just a really good voice director. Yeah, I, I was just reading up on this the other day. They really did have like a, so Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill in the room recording their lines, bouncing off each other. Nice. That's why it's so natural, and just and they took it seriously too. It's great. Yeah, it was a really good series, but, but like the X Men. If you watch it, I just watched one at random. So apparently. Someone went back in time, assassinated Pissacher Xavier, and it's like Storm and Wolverine are dating, or they got married in this alternate timeline that developed. They're like, come on, that was just the, the worst things. I don't want to lose you, baby. I don't care if the whole world has to burn. I love you. It was just <laughs> the worst. The worst, so bad. But uh, when we have less people, I'll tell you all about my – you should invite me on a Geekly Weekly, and I'll tell you all about Flash, the live-action TV series. I think I, I, I should do that, yeah. <laughs> cool. <All right. laughs> so that's what Manny did. He watched The Flash. John, what did you do? Oh, I well, guess, oh guess, whoa, guess whoa, 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 whoa! You're you're not done? No, I played Devil Summoner two, man. Yeah. Devil Summoner two two. Yeah. I'm insane. Is there something to say about it? You said that's all I did. Oh, okay. I'm setting the record straight. All right, John. So, guess which uh, guess which game we've been waiting for absolutely goddamn ages came out yesterday. Persona 4, Persona Arena. 4 Arena. Yes. Hey, I got that right too. Yes, yes you did. Hey, it's a fun game. It's the same fun game I remember playing at Anna's house in Canada last goddamn year. But you've got the game now. You don't need to be bitter. No, no, I'm not bitter. It only took, like, what, ten months or something due to some sort of publisher crap up? Yeah. Hey, everybody no, knows. no, no. It was an issue with the development. An issue with the development for a finished game? Mm-hmm. It happens. What does that even mean? That doesn't mean anything. That means she's called you out, Anna. Who's at fault? Atlas, Atlas, Atlas JP, Atlas USA, or P-Cube? Atlas Japan. All right. I mean... I don't think that the European publisher um, was able to communicate well what the issues were and what was being done to resolve them. So I think that 
while it wasn't their air quote fault something broke, I don't necessarily think they did a terribly good job at communicating that there was stuff that was being done. So, like, efigs broke the game, I guess. Well, no, just putting a U in all of the translated oh, dialogue okay. broke the game, clearly. <laughs> oh, it's sad, but that's probably it. You know, it's easier to remove the U than to add them. Because yeah. then you see, command, command, find U, delete. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I've been playing that. It also has reminded me that I really need to get Persona 4 Golden on, on Vita. Yeah, what are you waiting for? I have no idea. I didn't know you had a Vita, John. Yeah, I've had a Vita for ages. Mm. I just don't play it very much. You know, lack of decent games and all that. I have, um, what do I have on my Vita? I have uh, a Black's Blue Continuum Shift Extend, uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, uh, Wipeout, and I'm pretty damn sure I'm missing something there. What else have I got? Oh, don't you have that, uh, the import game? Uh, oh, I have Ragnarok Odyssey. Macross, right? No, that's a PS3 game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have, I have Ragnarok Odyssey, I just haven't played it yet. I probably should, considering it might... I think my copy's an import. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Uh, the other stuff I've been doing this week, uh, I was a little bit naughty and um, used some of the money that I put on my Japanese PSN account fairly recently to get some of the DLC for uh, Gundam Extreme Versus, which I know I've talked about on the cast before. That, um, is that a Dynasty Warriors thing? No, uh, Gundam Extreme Versus is is is, uh, is the PS3 port of the two one two fighting game. Oh, okay. Um, and there are several units you can only get as DLC. I bought four of them because I am a Gundam nut. I think we've previously established this. I think we have. Um, if anyone is desperate to know what I've got, ask in the comments thread for this podcast. Uh, I will talk to you at length about it, but not now. Uh, the other thing I did, um, as part of um, one of the other communities that I run for um, the people who previously were part of the um, role-playing community in City of Heroes, I did finally get round to buying a community Minecraft server, so I've been spending at least some of the time this week playing Minecraft. Cool. So, what are you doing in Minecraft? What's Minecraft for John? Me? Oh, mostly just administrating, administering, administrating the server. Really? Oh, because yeah. it's RP Minecraft. Which well, no, it's not RP Minecraft. Actually, okay. we don't bother with that. Okay. <laughs> most of us have got uh, most of us have got other RP outlets, but um, um, so mostly it's just making sure the server stays running, making sure that people are happy with it and stuff like that. Occasionally doing some things that I can only do in admin so, mode. So you play the game just to build run things. The server. Well, you're not even... Oh, you are building stuff. That's yeah, what I, I want to know. What, what sort of stuff do you... I mean, you've got to play the game at some point. What are you building? Uh, I think the last the last major construction project on our server was uh, attempting to find uh, the uh, one of the nether forts and uh, then building a railway to it so people can die quicker. Okay. So, so. they can die quicker. Okay. Well, there's a lot of nasty things that spawn in nether forts. I don't know how. Have you ever actually played Minecraft at any point? Um, yeah, but not very long. I, long okay. enough to realize it would be a dangerous game for me to play. That's probably true. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's me done, pretty that's much. That's you done? That's you done. 
Sarah, have you been playing every Kirby game? Oh, that's why she's on the show, right? Because she's got maybe she should go last because she's got a big lowdown to give us. Oh my gosh! Yes. Really? Age of Wushu. She's gonna give us the full lowdown on Age oh, of Wushu. No, no, no. All right, I'll go through what I've been playing. <laughs> and Manny, I need you to I need you to interview me on this one. All I've right, been good. playing. I've been playing Kickstarter release Star Command. <gasps> oh no. <sighs> Have you How is the mediocrity? All, yeah. yeah. Isn't that a good description for it? So, Star Command is a, what do you call it? A real-time semi-strategy management Star game. Trek wannabe. It's uh, a battle combat sim, basically, or something. Not even that. It's, it's micromanagement, the iPad game. Yeah. So, I, I started a new game and asked me uh-huh. to create a character. So, I chose a character that looked like a Ca- Commander Riker from Star Trek. Course. And I had to pick a, a crew for him, so his crew is entirely made up of women, um, because I believe that's what Riker would do on a ship that he was commanding. Um, so, it, I, so Commander Riker and his harem are now going through the universe on the Starship Enterprise, and and I, you know, I put in some weapon rooms and a shield recharge room and stuff, and it's about jumping to new planets and then having a combat encounter, and. Kind of FTL like, where you're you're managing your ship recharge and and choosing when to fire and stuff. Um, <clears throat> except you have to manage everything, and you have to tap people everywhere, and 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 tap on everything, and it's really hard because it's an iOS game, and you have very precise things that you need to tap on, and very um, imprecise controls because it's an iOS game. Oh no no no! I I I think it's them. I think you're not giving the iPad enough credit. I think it's directly these two people who made this game. Well, no, because they want me to tap on these tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's them. I think the iPad is capable of really great and like fine finesse touch controls. I think these guys are really bad with their hitboxes and their game design. Yeah, I would go game design. Um, so. so here's an example of combat. You will get into combat. You need to make sure you have people in the weapons room so that your weapons will recharge. That's fine. You'll leave them there. Um, th- the, eventually, the weapons will charge. You press the button, and then there's a little mini game every time you fire, which <sighs> gets really annoying after a and while. And not only that, actually. the weapons take forever to charge, don't they? Well, yeah, but that's kind of normal. But then you need that time like to move your guys from standing outside of, like, oh, you're standing in fire. Please move out of the fire. Well, hopefully, you're not on fire yet. But so you're gonna you're gonna do that. So that's the basic combat: is wait for it to charge, do the mini game, fire, and then and and whatnot. You also are waiting for your shield room to regenerate um, your shields, and you're managing that at the same time, which is basically click on them to tell them to recharge their your shield recharger, and then they do that, and then you get so-called shield recharge tokens, which can have up to two at a time. Uh, the point is you manage that and the, and they you know, use that to recharge your shields. There's also a dodge room. Again, you have to recharge that and you can use it to dodge attacks. So it turns into this charge your weapons, fire, and then every time they target you, either dodge or if your dodge is on cooldown, recharge your shields after they hit you. Then they, they add another wrinkle. Course, right? I'm sorry, what? Oh, but you're doing all of this while you're always being boarded for like every single mission, right? It depends on the mission. So many missions also include boarding. Here's the problem with boarding. You need people who are good at shooting people to go kill the boarders. The people who are good at shield 
killing people are the people on your bridge and the people in your weapons rooms. Um, if you take out the people from your weapons rooms, your weapons don't charge. And they don't run out of crew to keep boarding your ship with. Somehow they magically always have more people to board your ship. I don't understand how this works. They have an, a cloning room or something. Anyway, so you then take... So you end up having it... And if you leave people alone in the weapons rooms and you're not careful, they might board your ship and kill that solo person in the weapons room. That's bad. You don't want to lose crew members. So you end up having to create this roaming force with all your bridge crew because they have absolutely nothing to do during a battle. I don't know how this works. Somehow the bridge is not involved at all in combat situations. So your bridge crew comes out. Some of your weapons crew people come out. Two, One or two of your shield recharge people have to come out because they also happen to be your medical crew. They have to follow around and stay behind the shooting people so they can heal everybody including themselves in case they get hit and make sure you you know if somebody boards from the other side you have to move the medical people back around so there's a lot of clicking and micromanagement and moving this party of people around your ship to defend it from borders while at the same time keeping all your rooms recharging so you can dodge hits and actually fire back upon the ship so you do this for a while and realize that every combat in the game is going to be exactly the same that nothing is automated for you and that the things would be a whole lot more fun if a few things were true one one, the weapons had no mini games. Two, they would actually fire automatically, or you could tell it to fire automatically. And maybe like FTL, there were some mechanics where there's a bonus if you don't fire them automatically and do some manual choices. But at least you had the option because you're managing 15 things and it isn't fun. So, and, and, and three, if you could actually, you know have some intelligence in the NPCs. When you tell them to move to an area, they actually, once they got close to that area, you just had to clip, I want you to go around here. Once they got there, they actually used some intelligence to figure out how they should be maneuvered. Because you can have somebody one square out of range of the people that they're supposed to be shooting, and they will just stand there getting shot, not giving a crap, until they die. And it's very annoying. So the game does nothing for you that it should. And it does everything for you that it, well, okay. Chris, you ain't, that's nothing. If you would have if you would have kickstarted this game, you'd be even more pissed Why because is that? this game is less than a frac like less than a fourth of what was originally promised. This is supposed to not only is the, is this the combat game you're talking about, but it's also dreadfully linear. And what it was promised to be was like this Star Trek game, this open Star Trek game where you'd go exploring the universe. There'd be away missions. There was full-on diplomacy. You can get people to join your ship. You know, you'd send people to other – you know, there was just – imagine the Star Trek game and they promised all of those things and they delivered on none of them. I got one person to join my ship. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, but like it, it's not what they – if you watch the original Kickstarter video – or like the pitch is not that game. Okay, not well, even here's, close and game. here's the thing that really pisses you off. So, okay, I'm going to do all this work. I'm going to micromanage it right. I'm going to manage everybody. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go fight a battle that's harder than my level. I'm going to go ahead and, and just destroy this thing, keep as many of my crew members alive as possible, and then I'm going to level up my ship and make this stuff easier in the future because that's how you know games should work. I, I get rewarded for putting in the time, and the rewards let me level up my crew and my ship. Every battle gives you one little reward token, um, except, uh, except for plot battles, and plot battles are significantly harder. So you spend, the, but the, the, every battle takes forever, not just the plot battles. So you spend the same amount of time as you do on a plot battle, and you get no reward for it, and no ability, you can lose two or three people on a mission, and you will not have a reward sufficient to get back to where you were before you did that mission. So you end up having to reload your save file. It's extremely frustrating and, and unrewarding. And right now the game 
it's not really worth your time investment. It's got great concepts and at very poor execution. Well, you know where they spent that Kickstarter money, though? In the last, like, two years of delays is on the great music and the great pixel art. Right. Okay. Actually, I ended up finding myself just humming FTL's music the whole time <laughs> because it was more appropriate. So, but basically, I... I managed to basically, uh, when I uh, did a Kickstarter back for FTL, then I picked the right one. Oh, yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this game should just go play FTL instead, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this game has promise in that, well, it's not a roguelike, but at the same time, it also um, it isn't f- fun, ultimately. It's, it, well, it's disappointing, I should say. This is Star Command, Funitman. Star Command on iOS. Uh, it's two ninety nine. I'm glad it wasn't more. <laughs> you know the funny thing is there's a real you really see the line in the sand between the gamers who also play iOS games and the iOS gamers and the iOS game review sites and video game review sites that review iOS games because stuff like Touch Arcade or App Spy or whatever you know, love this game they love it to death it's the deepest thing they've gotten to play in a long time you go to like an IGN or a game or a Giant Bomb or even us and we're like eh it looks nice. Yeah, it does look nice, and it's and, and it kind of draws you in, and then you realize that um, you don't they want it anymore. Prom- they are promising to, for updates, like content sure. updates. Oh, yeah. This is a game that a year from now might be completely different, and I might love it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the nature of, the, of this sort of development. So right, we'll and see. And they, they did do that second Kickstarter for a uh, desktop version. Which, who knows, maybe they'll add in all the stuff they promised the first time around. Uh, this game would be a lot better with a mouse, I can tell you that. Um, just given the precise clicking requirements of the game. So, uh. Anyway, but yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's just goofed. Just like, ugh. Did you buy it? No, I'm probably not going to for a while. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I just wouldn't. Um, Anna Marie, what did you play this week? Um, well, I've been playing... Pokemon Black 2. Okay. And when me and you left off, we were both at the sixth badge. Right. And we both gotten the sixth badge. So at this point, I've gotten um, my seventh and my eighth badge. I've gotten the three legendaries, including Cobalion and Verisian. And I'm on my way through Victory Road. And <laughs> this happens every time when I get to this point in the Pokemon game that I go, oh, I should probably spend some of my Pokebucks because I have 600,000 of them. Oh, jeez. So I stocked up on potions and um, Pokeballs and all the necessary things. Um, The dilemma that I'm having right now is that I need some advice on my final team. And like a dummy, I forgot my 3DS downstairs. Okay. It should be sitting right beside you. It is. You don't remember your Pokemon? I think mm-hmm. you're a failure of a trainer if you don't remember who's in your team right now, and you okay. don't deserve them. I'm taking your team <laughs> in the name of Team Plasma and trading them to my game. Okay, so it's um, Embor and Swana and Ampharos and yay Ampharos it's my favorite it's one of my favorite Pokemon um what's my little psychic one it's like a green blob uh oh and Sophie's about to throw up in the middle of the room sweet 
Can you help me fill out the fifth one? Oh, I know. It's um, Exadrill. So, yeah, I have Embor and Swana, Ampharos, Exadrill, my Psychic Green Blob that used to be Duosian and evolved. And then I need a sixth. Solosis or something. That's a good idea. That's probably what it is. No. Hmm? That would be the rock. Okay. Not a green blob. So this is my party so far. And Swana is like my surf and fly Pokemon. So I kind of don't want to get rid of them. But Musharna? I oh, wait, that's pink. Hmm. Yeah. Did you say, I keep on hearing Botswana. I'm like... <laughs> oh, Botswana. Like Botswana. Oh, there's a... Oh, how nice. It's an African Pokemon. <laughs> so, yeah, I need some suggestions for people on what my sixth Pokemon should be. So, yeah, I have like a firefighting and a flying water and a lightning and a pure psychic and Excadrill is ground and steel. So yeah, I need advice <gasps> on who my six should be. And beyond that, um, we had a backtrack that actually just got posted today where we talked about some of the um, GameCube era Zelda games, GameCube and Game Boy Advance. And so oh. that was really fun, but it made me realize that it's been a very long time since I played um, Minish Cap, and I have it for free. So I played about an hour of that um, traveling earlier this week. I wish I was on that podcast. That's like, those are the last Zelda games I played, or those era. Oh, I you played them all. on the forums, Manny. It's in the staff section. Okay. All right, Anna. You have an Embor, an Ampharos, an Exadrill, a Reuniclus. Yeah, that's the blob one. Swana and Frillish in your party. Frillish looks like not leveled at all. Yeah, so. Frillish is um Forget I think Frillish. for my waterfall. Okay. Yeah, it's I need to figure out who I'm gonna have as my sixth. And somebody actually guessed that in the chat room, Runiclus. Good job, oh, cool. Shadow. Thumbs up. So yes, need suggestions for a sixth. For a sixth. And beyond that, um, now that I finally have access to Sony systems again, I'm playing Dragon Fantasy Book One. <laughs> so it does feel really good with controls and buttons. So to get yours, use coupon code RPGamer for. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't think so. But you can always watch the Mucheki Twitter and Facebook because I do give away copies pretty regularly. And the water meter so, guy is here. And we found out that um, Dragon Fantasy was the number three beta game for all of April. Woo-hoo. Hey, Anna, how come those Dragon Fantasy dudes have never, the Muteki guys have never been on this podcast? Um, That's a good question, actually. Maybe we'll do that maybe when it comes closer to book two. Uh, yeah, man. Sounds like a that great idea. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. That's what I've been playing this week. Who's next? <laughs> I'm about to get interrupted by the water meter guy, so I'm going to turn it over to um, Sarah Magar to tell Good. us about Wushu. She's going to lay it down on us, Age yeah. of Wushu style. Age of Wushu. We're going to lay it down on your face. All your that faces. Oh my god, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> yep. And here's the water meter yep. guy. Go for it, guys. Okay. So I've been killing my brain with Age of Wushu which has, I really like some of the concepts, 
but I really don't like playing it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's be fair before we get into the bad. What do you like about? It? I'm curious. Like what? Like what brought you? Well, why are you playing it to begin with? Well, I uh, got an email from Mac, and he's like, "Here's a press account. Who wants to play this free-to-play MMO?" I'm like, "I do," because I love MMOs. Right. So I decided to try it, and at first, when I logged in to create my character, it was really cool because you pick your backstory, which is different. And then, um, you know, you do the usual character creation, and then it it go right into like the story. You go find your father, and he yells at you for not sweeping. Wait, uh, what, do you when you start out is it like a class that you're picking? Yeah, there's no classes. Mm-hmm. You just like pick your backstory, and then you create your character like looks and stuff, mm-hmm. and name it, and then you're in the game. So there's there's no traditional levels, and there's no classes. Mm-hmm. So it's like really like okay that's it um what i do like is the player run legal system which i think is awesome and where i'm not really a fan of like pvp anyway Mm -hmm. but this game does it where you know there's if people do kill you you can put a bounty on them and then other players can go and attack that player and put them in jail so I like that because I'm used to getting killed all the time <laughs> because I usually play like the weak jobs. So I was like, yes, it's so great. I never got killed in the game when I was playing it, though, because people don't really like other players who go around and gank weak players because people will actually come out and like help you. Like if someone's like just killing you, they'll like come out and help you and kill the other guy. Um, is this out in is this out in the U in North America? Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. It is free oh. to play. However, if you really want to get anywhere in the game, you really have to pay. Money. Why is that? Because the however you you lo- you level your player with cultivation, it takes forever if you don't pay. Like it. I played it for a couple weeks and I was like level three. <laughs> you know, it just takes a really long time. Hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people well, it adopt this like whole play to win model. So Ooh. they'll pay. Robo Noodle! It's been oh, a long no. time. Oh. <laughs> and there she unplugged. And she replugs. Give you a play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um. So anyway. This, yeah. Where was I? What's going on? Uh, you were talking about uh, leveling your cultivation, apparently. Yes. So. This cultivation thing, they did not explain very well at all in the game, and I had to read a lot of stuff on the internet to figure it out, because I'm like, I don't know what this means, what's going on? Uh-huh. And so you have to activate it, and you can do the cultivation, the, the internal 
cultivation that runs in the background so you can still do like stuff but it takes much 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 longer and it's super super slow or you can do like team practice or martial arts which go faster but you have to do mini games so you can't do anything else but those things so you can just sit there and hit keys where it tells you to like like in DDR what's like push up down left K right at certain points they can sit there and do that for a while and it goes faster that's how you level your martial arts yeah, well, that's how you that's how you do it in team practice. How you level your martial arts. So your character stops and does like martial arts, and then you just you can feed yourself like certain pills that will make it do certain things. And but you have to buy the pills, which gets into the whole little another thing about currency, which is also confusing. How much did the pills cost? I didn't look because you need to have. I think you, I think that's for unbound silver, but when you start out and when you finish quests, they give you bound silver, and you can only use bound silver with NPCs. And to buy stuff from other players, you need to have unbound silver. But to get unbound silver, you need to sell stuff first to other players oh to gosh. get bound, unbound silver. Okay, okay. okay. So isn't yeah. this the game that when you log out, your character does something? Oh yeah, when you when you log out, your character continues to be visible in game so they'll do like random mundane tasks like npcs do and it'll pretty much act like an npc however players will see you and they can kidnap you they can sell kidnap you and sell you (laughs) and your character can't defend themselves can't defend themselves so what happens if you get sold I actually logged in once and it was like you've been kidnapped and sold I'm like awesome and it's like you have to pay this amount of money to free yourself. Wait, and wait, I don't they have kidnapped money. you, but they left you with your money. <laughs> I guess so. Oh wait, but you had no money. So what did you have to do? Yeah, but I didn't have I didn't have enough money to free myself. But the thing is, is that you can continue to do normal tasks. You'll just have like this six-hour status effect saying you're kidnapped. Ah! Oh really? It's yeah. A, it's just a debuff. It's just a deep. <laughs> oh, that's so useless. Or you can just die and it'll just wear, which oh, is what really? I did. So what yes. happens if you die? Is there a penalty for dying? Um, you know, you you it's the the normal dying thing in MMOs where you have a limited amount of health when you come back to life. Ah. Um, so you don't have to do a corpse run or anything. It's just respawn well, with. Well, there's with certain the debuff. options. There's on-site healing, mid mid on-site healing. Um, and then there's, you can go back to town. The on-site healing costs money. So you can raise yourself mm-hmm. for a fee or you can go back to town and, uh, you know, do the run back to where you were before. So, but it doesn't cost very much to raise yourself because I did it a few times and then I was like, and it was like, you don't have any money. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I have to go back to town. But yeah, you could just die and it'll release the status effect so I didn't have to wait the six hours but then then there's a whole nutrition thing where you actually get hungry your character you get scurvy <laughs> yeah your, your, your character gets hungry oh. and you it's like a poison effect where you just continually lose HP until you eat something 
but they don't explain to you that how your character's supposed to eat, and you have to go and find a chef in town to learn how to cook. And you have to learn how to cook with a series of mini games, and you have to beat the chef at certain parts, at certain you levels. You can't just go buy fast food or something? You can't buy food from NPCs. This is a very realistic game. I know. <laughs> you can't go to the chef and say, hey, I want some food. He'll be like, hey, you learn how to cook first. And so I figured this out when I was hungry, and I'm like, I'm dying. Can you please just give me some food? Wow. So you can't oh. buy food from NPCs. You have to buy food from players, which gets into the whole, like, unbound, bound silver problem. So, and that's, it's just frustrating because they don't really explain that in game, and you're running around starving, and you're like, ah, I can't get any food, because you don't have any unbound silver, like I didn't. And that gets frustrating, because it pulls you out of the gate, out of those, like, story, because I was all into quests and stuff, and I was talking to people and infiltrating gangs and saving people from being kidnapped and so that's fun but then it's like oh wait you're hungry so stop doing these quests and go get some food stop having fun and do something stop annoying for a while and try to figure out how to eat and i'm like ah so um, it's a very frustrating game i didn't seems really like a bad game okay so how does combat work so combat is like Terra, where it's like real-time combat. However, it's much, much slower than Terra. It's, you know, it's real-time where you can do what you want, but you have to sit there and block for a long time to build up um, rage to use your weapon skills. So you have to sit there and hit, get hit a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Watch your bar progress. And it's like, yay, I have enough, so I hit this weapon skill, and then it uses all of your rage, and so you have to sit there and block for a while again. Hmm. And the and the NPC you're fighting is kind of like the same way. Well, he'll he'll hit you a bunch of times, and then he'll block. But if you're blocking and he's blocking, you're just kind of standing there doing nothing. So wow, that sounds exciting. I know, isn't it? Wait, how do you both block at the same time? Neither well, of you would he gain rage, right? Yeah, well, he doesn't respond to you, really. He just has a set number. He's like, I'm going to fight for this amount of time, and then I'm going to block for this amount of time. What about, like, versus... Is there a lot of PvP? Like, is, do you fight other people a lot? Um, I didn't fight anyone because I'm not really a fan of PvP, but I did see some people fighting each other. And the thing about that is um, people don't fight each other just to fight each other. They're fighting each other because someone has a bounty on them and they want to put them in jail and get the reward. Another person is, you know, being the evil evil guy and just, like, killing people. But the thing is, is that if you kill enough people, you build up your infamy, which will get you get your reward higher. So pe- more people are going to want to kill you and put you in jail. And if you get put in jail, then you get a debuff. And if you get enough infamy... You will actually be executed, and they will majorly debuff you, like, permanently. Wow. So you'll get, or not permanently, like a 24-hour debuff, I think it is. And, well, actually, they'll take away your some of your skill points, which goes back to the cultivation and how long it takes to get your skills up. So if people have a lot of time on their hands and have a lot of skills and don't mind losing some, 
then they'll probably go around and kill people. And, but I, I do have a little. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just had like a little, a few offbeat questions for you once you were done with this. I, I just yeah. had to pause on it. That's true. I'm, I'm curious about like three things. Number one, uh, I've been hearing some talk that the translation's bad. You know, I didn't really notice a lot of the translation issues. I read a lot of people saying that it was bad, but I'm like, I didn't really notice a -hmm. lot of translation issues. The only thing is, is that they refer to the silver as Liang, so I don't know if they just didn't translate that into silver. But everyone was calling it silver, but in-game it's called Liang, so I don't know if that's like a translation issue. Sounds like one of those things that they might just kept for flavor reasons. Yeah. Oh, that so. ties in right, right into the next question I was going to ask you. How do you like the setting? This very Chinese sort of a wuxia setting. Um, I think the the graphics and the setting is actually really awesome. I really <laughs> liked it. However, um, you can't – it's not like – you can travel like other MMOs where you have a city and then you can travel you can run through you know the other areas that have tents and stuff and then go to the next city or like uh, sort of explore the world get a sense of the the flavor the the culture that kind of stuff this one is like it's very like spread out Mm -hmm. and it takes a long time to get anywhere so you have to you know rent or travel by stagecoach to actually get to from city to city you can't just you can run but it'll just take a really long time but Mm. but you like the characters and the world and all that stuff um yeah though yeah it's i liked it um Mm -hmm. the npcs are pretty funny like you talk to and like there's this one quest where you have to get a kite off the roof to practice your double jump and then you have to you bring it back to the little girl and she's all like thanks hero and i have to put it back on the roof again and you're like, you're a terrifying little girl. So there's some really funny stuff in there. Yeah, I met her when I played for <laughs> an hour. She's scary. Yeah, she's like, jeez, why'd you have to do that? I'm like, sorry. Oh, but, the last little thing. I was, I was just curious. Have you played many or any Chinese MMOs before? Um, I don't, I don't know. I played a lot. <laughs> So I, I was wondering if this game feels like it was so, sort of made in China or made in East Asia. Does anything like feel yes like this? Yes, yes? Oh, Chris, please. I've I you know I've played a lot of free to plays that are made in China or Korea, and this yeah this looks like a like exactly like one of those with a kind of a quick development cycle, lack of polish, um, <clears throat> the odd font um, that just doesn't feel right for English text. Is there are there some odd cultural things or like just like game design choices that just don't just feel off to you? Yeah, I mean, or just it, not it, necessarily off like in a negative way, but just different. Well, like what she's describing to you, where mm-hmm. the grind takes forever, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you spend yeah. money, and that's that that seems to be a a tendency on Asian MMOs. It, it's just supposed to take eons, which. Isn't fun to me. Isn't fun to a lot of Western people, but is fun apparently over there or something. I don't know. But um, uh, if you're looking for like an immersive cultural experience, I don't think you're going to get it. You're just going to feel like this game feels cheap. <laughs> and they really, really make it hard. They really want you to spend money on the game. Like, there's a lot of stuff that w- would be a lot easier if you spent money, like getting that unbound silver. You can buy 
gold from the cash shop and then convert it into unbound silver so you can just use it to buy stuff from other players but to actually get it free to play it's like actually it's really hard mm. sounds like I'm better off rent uh, still playing World of Warcraft and just renting like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon for the weekend <laughs> yeah and all the and the character creation is is pretty simple too I mean everyone pretty much looks the same that's racist. <laughs> I know. I'm so racist. Bad no, you can't pick your you can't pick your hair color. Or no, I know. I was so. just was so, everyone, so everyone has the same hair color, and there's like five hairstyles, so everyone pretty much has the same character model. So, and cool. and you know your your clothes. If you buy any real like cashed clothes, they expire. So you can buy so like a nine dollar dress. Actually, nice. I mean, like, does the gear actually look good? That's one of the great things of like early on. Why you play WoW is you want to look great, right? Yeah, I mean, cool I armor. like the clothes and I like the. the so it's just robes gear. and like that's all. You never get like. Yeah, you some get like I I have a girl, so she gets like dresses and skirts and and stuff, and they look really cool, but they usually don't match because they'll be like, here, here's this outfit, but you can only pick one piece. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, you're running around with, like, a yellow skirt and a blue shirt because you couldn't pick the whole outfit. You can only pick, like, like the one piece, which sucks because I hate being mismatched. Oh, and last okay. final thing, just wondering, was it full up? Were there a lot of people playing alongside you? Um, I didn't run into a lot of people. There was mm. a people in town. But like going out and like doing quests and stuff, there was hardly anyone outside. Like I did an instance, and we could barely pull up enough people to form a team. Like there was just not anyone around. And you so. said this is officially out too, right? Not in beta. Yeah, it's out. Out. Yeah, it's out. Oh, that's bad then. That's very bad. Yeah, and the quest is like form a team to do this instance, and I'm like, um, there's six people in line right now, so I'm gonna ask all of them. <laughs> Hopefully we get a team. This sounds like this would benefit from the Final Fantasy XI model where you can play with the Japanese people, if, mm-hmm. the Japanese player base if you want to. Yeah, and and plus like the whole chat thing, you can't talk in the chat unless you have a title or you're a certain level. And so all the new players can't just like ask for help. Because you just you just can't talk in the chat. I bet you can and, buy a premium item that lets you talk in the chat. Yeah, you can pay the Chris, chat. I would bet you 10 bucks that you could. Yeah. Yeah, you can pay to chat. Plus, the chat is overrun by RMTs anyway. So you, mm. even if you chat, you couldn't see anything because it's just so rampant with RMTs that you wouldn't be able to see it anyway. I wonder if those real. I wonder if the the Chinese gold farmers feel more at home gold farming in a Chinese game. <laughs> They're like, oh, home at last. But Wushu doesn't seem to care. They're just they just sent it, they just put up a little notice like the last few days I was playing. They put up a notice. They're like, oh yeah. Don't get gold from these RMTs, but, they, but that's it. Like they don't seem to like want to ban them or anything. They're just like, oh, here we warned you, whatever. All right. So I'm gonna ask you the most important question, the real talk question for everyone here. Now that you're done with your impression and your sort of preview coverage, will you continue playing? No. I got so, you- so I got access to one of the final betas. I logged in for an hour. I was originally planning to do streaming of this thing and, and, mm-hmm. and have some fun just trying out a new MMO and, and you know, let's have some fun with it. I logged out after an hour and, and, and told Maxstorm, I, 
it would be unfair of me to use our beta access to to try and cover this game because it would just be me swearing for an hour and a half and honestly I had no interest in playing the game any further it was terrible it was a terrible experience I my brain hurt I played that game for a couple hours and I was like I can't I can't do this anymore I have to log out so I would just log out and then I would log into Final Fantasy 11 and be like ah so nice to be in the game, right? When eleven you know, is the, when eleven is the source of refreshment, you know something's wrong with your game. Yeah. Oh, this is so, when I logged the Terra. I'm like, oh, Terra, who stopped? Is Snail Games even aware of the problems? Are you going to do anything to fix it, or is this just this is how it is? Well, I think they, they bought their- a bad game to begin with, and they're doing their best to localize it. But I don't think they can fix it. Mm. I think they, yeah. you know, they just chose a poor game to to go with. Why would they do that? It makes no sense. I don't sense know. This had Jet Li's um, marketing it, man. What, oh, what do you want? Jet, I, I think the funny thing is, though, is that I, I think maybe Westerners don't realize that a lot of Chinese actors or just actors in, in East Asia in particular will whore themselves onto anything that it writes a paycheck that's big enough. I mean, they, these these actors, they do everything. They're like in every movie that they get offered. They have music albums. They'll be they'll sell any product. It's it's just a different sort of thing where it's at the point where even American actors they'll go like George Clooney. The reason why, you know the reason why he can afford to take these small little roles and get these small little paychecks is he's going to go sell coffee and cars in Japan. You know. <laughs> I love George so- Clooney. He's so pretty. No, I'm just saying though. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm sure, Chris, you're exactly right. Someone in a boardroom saying like, "Oh, this has Jet Li backing it." Clearly, That's this is going to resonate. Good game. Yeah. Or like they're gonna, it's going to resonate with our people who Jet Li is, and then they probably don't know like Jet Li probably advertised for like four of the games on the weekend. Well, the only way that they could fix this game is like to completely remake the game, and I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. Well, remember the last Jet Li game wasn't very good either. The PS2 game. It was, was like a, it was oh, it was a while ago. It was like sort of like Jet Li was like a yeah, imagine like Batman Arkham Asylum, just the combat, but Jet Li beating people up in kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jet Li something. It was it was like legit Jet Li game, and it still does terrible. Awesome. <laughs> that was the one with uh, John. What what? I uh, I bought Persona Four. Oh, good for you. <laughs> while we were talking. Yeah, while you were talking. Hi, Quinn. Hi. <laughs> Noel's only using me for my accent, guys. Say naughty again. Naughty. Naughty. <laughs> that makes me happy. I think it probably makes you more than happy, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have loved to have... I know we're going to move on. I, I just love would have loved to have been in that boardroom when they said, Yeah, let's do this game. Yeah, it has Jet Li on it. You know which one I would have loved to have been in the boardroom for? What? Scarlet Blade. Oh. Scarlet Blade. <laughs> Oh my god, I would have loved to have been in that office when they were saying when they were looking at this going, Scarlet Blade, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Scarlet Blade. <laughs> breasts. I like breasts. Our audience likes breasts too. Awesome. Jeez. Oh, Boobies. Has anybody just, has anybody not be the gone. subtitle? Boobies. <laughs> Scarlet Blade. Boobies. There needs to be an MMO with all hot. I'm hats. pretty sure that we've called a podcast boobies before, like B O O B E E S, because I've done a cross stitch of boobies mm-hmm. for uh, yes. one of our former staff members, Lee. Anna, 
Yeah. Are you just advertising your past cross stitches now? What? No. I think I, I, think I still have an outstanding cross stitch, actually. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah. Dragon yeah, so David was just saying, I've also got an outstanding cross-stitch and pointing to his Arsenal one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen MMO, an MMO that advertised Super Hawkeyes. It's only just like, hey, look at this girl with large breasts. Come play this game. Hey, hey, Final Fantasy XI put the cat boy in their trailers. Yeah, that's true. He was pretty hot, but I don't see banner ads on RP Gamer. You know there has to be. I just haven't seen. I haven't seen a Final Fantasy Eleven banner ad. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese free-to-play bishi game. There has to be. Oh, I, 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 I actually think something like that probably does exist. But if there isn't, uh, there's plenty of fan circles where you can probably find something like that. I mean, Cho Marissa was a thing in the Toho fandom, after all. Well, I still think there needs to be more Hawkeye MMOs. Hmm. Okay, so we're all done with what we've been playing? Yeah, it sounds like it. All right. So all right, wait, 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 Chris. More yeah. importantly, is the gas guy gone? Yes, the water meter. <laughs> right, I now have a new water meter with electronic transmissions. What? Did you clean up that cat barf? I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Noodle, you've been talking about Age of Wushu for like an hour. There you go. He got to do all that stuff. Yeah, cat barf, you talked to the water guy. Sweet. Well, it's exciting than talking about Age of Wushu, so... All right. I'd rather clean up cat barf than play Age of Wushu. Wow, that's bad. How well, about you know, we... good on... I will say this one thing before you... Last word, good on Noodle for sticking with it. Like, she she wasn't enjoying it, but she did it. She put up the coverage, and she warned all of you. So good, good for her. I was like, I have to make myself play this game for this impression. You're officially a game journalist now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is I that was what game journalists mean? Like, oh. Yeah, they play stuff they don't like and then complain about it on Twitter. <laughs> game journalism. Game journalism. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's start our feedback, guys. No, that's for news. Feedback is... Oh, feedback is... Strawberry Eggs writes in and says, To clear up the story of how Final Fantasy got its name, while it is true that Square was facing bankruptcy, that was not the reason it was called Final Fantasy. Rather, Sakaguchi chose the title because it was his personal last-ditch effort to create a game that would sell decently. If it sold poorly, he would quit the game development industry and go back to university. It wasn't Square's Final Fantasy, but Sakaguchi's. However, the story was altered and the reason misattributed over the years. Thank you, Strawberry Eggs, for clearing that up for us. Apocrypha. This, this next one's for you, Manny. Manny, I did it. I found a cheap copy of Front Mission Evolved. <gasps> no. I no. played it, I beat it, no. and now I really want a true current gen front mission. Okay, let me okay, I, I talked over the no. If, uh, sorry. So yeah, this guy, Jason, said he bought a copy of Front Mission Evolved on the cheap. He played it and he beat it and he wants something new. And I'm so sorry that was your first front mission experience. Alright, there you go. If you haven't guessed, I love front mission like you do. It was I was instantly hooked. All those years ago when I stepped into a local software set, oh my goodness, software etc. and saw a trailer for Front Mission 3 playing. I bought it then and there and fell in love. And now Front Mission 4, as soon as it hit the PS2, for all its faults, it was at least Front Mission. After that, I then grabbed the republished Front Mission for DS. Great fun to be had as well. Then here on the western shores, it all dried up. Yep. 
There were okay. There was the announcement of From Mission Evolved. I was excited until I saw the gameplay and was openly angry about the evolution. Like I put evolution in quotes. Okay, but for my but my itch for new From Mission experiences burned so much. I bought From Mission Evolved for six dollars. Wow, that is cheap. You know, you I bet you you can. I saw it on Amazon like just the other day for like seven dollars. So if you want it brand new, you can play that terrible game. Anyway, for what it's worth. It scratched, it scratched that itch, if only for a moment, and it left me wanting a real From Mission game. They did, say, they did stay pretty true to the overall From Mission mythos, and it was great to see all the Vanzer types and weapons again. There are also times where I did have fun playing the From Mission of old as a mech action game, but then just as quickly I wanted some tactical strategy going on. It kept my attention for the 10 hours. God, this game's bloated. It kept my attention for the 10 hours or so needed to get through it. I had some good challenging boss fights and was worth the $6 I paid. I didn't bother with the online multiplayer. All in all, if you get bored and want from mission even more, then give Evolve the shot. And he gives his PSM ID, PSN ID if you guess, I guess if you want to play some from mission Evolve with him, it is Night Clam. N-I-G-H-T-C-L-A-M. Night Clam. Thank you, Night Clam. So, <sighs> from mission Evolve. What do you who, think? Would, who would get it for 6 bucks? Not me. I don't. I opportunity cost, right? Because even if it's free, that's still ten hours playing a really mediocre game. No, beyond mediocre. It's it's just bad, right? Yeah. <sighs> ten hours in a bad game. Just to, see, that's what worries me sometimes about being a fan of certain genres and certain franchises. Is that people think just because you put a name of something I like on something, I'm going to go watch that movie, buy that comic book, or play that game. And the bad thing is I feel torn because I feel like if I don't spend my money on this thing with that name on the cover, I won't get more of that. But then I'm also at the same time sending the message that I'll buy any piece of crap that you can give me as long as it has the name stamped on it. So it's like this do you're screwed if you do, you're screwed if you don't. I mean the reason why we don't get good front missions anymore is because I sat in the room with the guy who makes those decisions with uh, Michael at 1E3 and straight from his mouth is the reason why we don't get more front missions is because the last one from Mission 4 sold poorly and it sold poorly because it wasn't a good game. So he equates front mission not doing well in this in this uh in North America because well because nobody wants to play front mission when the truth is nobody wanted a bad front mission. But you know I just that's how executives think. From mission don't sell. Did so you I feel tell like, him that? Were you- he understood everything we were saying. He's one of the, you know he was he's one of those Japanese execs who pretends they don't speak English but secretly understands every word you're saying. Yeah. And, where you're com- and he only jumped in to voice that where they want from mission to be like basically like a five million seller or something. <laughs> they want everything to be a five million seller. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I know this is what fandom is, right? You everyone deals with this. Do you support? Whatever, just so you can keep on getting more of it, even though more of what you're going to be getting is garbage. I don't know, man. Yeah. Great question. All right. So here we go. All Who right. wants to on this one, Chris? Dear small people? Dear small people. Yes. Or should I say, dear small people? Who's yes. interested in... Ooh, that was good. Do that again. Do it again. She small died. People. There we go. <laughs> Spec live again. She now she went from sounding like she was saying small people to sounding like um some sort of Yoshi or something. Small people. <laughs> who's interested and he misspelled who's in getting this. Let's see. What, what is it? Um it is a game. Monkey oh, monkey. Mario and Donkey Kong Minis on the Move. 
Monkey Kong? Monkey Kong. So this Monkey is a game for 3DS. All right. This is, uh, they announced it at a Nintendo Direct earlier this year. It is a Mario Minis game. I haven't played any of them. To my I like knowledge. the Mario Minis series in really small chunks. So are you interested in getting this? I and am, but it's not a priority. Like, I'm going to get it, not right now. Hmm. Okay. And I have to know, was that pun intended? What? You like playing it in small chunks? <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even I think about it. Good, good, good. Yeah, no, it's just, I played the first one on Game Boy Advance, and I basically inhaled it. And then, there, I think there's been, uh, there, I think there's been two more, and I've played both of them, but I don't think I finished either of them. Hmm. So. Okay. Number two. <laughs> yeah, what's number two? Okay, here we go. What are you least looking forward to at E3? Don't pick something you hope won't be announced. Instead, pick something you almost definitely think will be announced, shown, or talked about, and that will make you cry a little inside. I'm least looking forward Square to missing Enix's it. Square Enix's mobile lineup. <laughs> oh. Because hey, when now, they... now, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Last year, they announced Dimensions and Demon's Score and some other stuff that looked interesting. Yeah. Wait, wait. Dimensions is the $40 like iOS game, right? Well, yeah, right. Yeah, there is that. Let me put it this way. When they sent out their invitations to their booth, they did not mention any of the mobile games by name. No, they said mobile corner. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think they actually said at an extensive line of exciting mobile titles. Uh, they they used like a word that meant that wait, there was. Wait, here we go. The Square Enix E3 schedule is now open and you can get hands hey. on with this. You're not supposed to read those aloud. Why? For your eyes only. Where does it say that? It's, it's the assumption with E3 emails. No, it doesn't say that. If they no, they say that explicitly when they mean it. Plus, this is Bender Helper, and I don't care about them. Deus Ex: <laughs> Human Revolution Director's Cut, Final Fantasy XIV: Realm Reborn, Final Fantasy X: 2 HD Remaster, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix, Lightning Returns: Final Fantasy XIII will be playable, and an impressive lineup of mobile titles. Yes, I cannot imagine that lineup is going to be impressive. In addition to the above titles, there will also be theater presentations for Thief, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, and Murdered Soul Suspect. Yay for Final Fantasy XIV. What's Murdered? Eh, don't even bother. To see and play all titles, you should plan to be at the booth for two hours, which is fine because most RP Gamer people spend like half the show at the Square Enix booth every year. But anyway, go ahead. I don't understand why they do, but well, but it used to make sense. <laughs> now it I will doesn't. say this though. A practic- I mean, uh, practically speaking, though, I don't care if something I don't like is at E3 because I'm so busy at the show, or like we've been so busy all the time. I barely, we barely have enough to get to our appointments and see what we want to to worry about bad stuff that's going to be at the show. So I don't even care. It's so easy to avoid. The stuff that really I look forward to least, I mean, I really don't want to see at E3, I'm least looking forward to, is this new trend that started like maybe just last year or the year before. It's really recent. People in cosplay at the show walking around trying to cl- – I mean it was ba- – I mean I, E3 is supposed to be an industry show in quotes and it's always kind of not been that. There's always people been sneaking in and it was bad enough you know, with the long lines and the sweaty people and the guys like 
like just grubbing at booth babes trying to get their pictures like anyone basically with a GameStop pass goes or not even that anymore like on Twitter you can get free E3 passes or whatever but like in the recent years it's been getting a little worse where people are dressing up in cosplay they're, they're treating it like a PAX and there's nothing wrong with a PAX I think PAX is a more fun and satisfying show for most people than E3 is but like E3 is a business show it's like what are you doing running around sitting on the floor watching theater demos like just grubbing, grabbing booth babies, trying to get every picture you can, every piece of swag you can, and like dressed up well, as Master Chief while you're doing it. Come on, man. It's not that show. When are you going to make it to a PAX? I want to. I think PAX is like, I think the fan shows like Comic like Con or PAX or BlizzCon are fun shows. They're like legitimately fun with a capital F. I think Blizz, I think E3 is fun in a different sense. It, it, I think it's fun for us as like we're, we're, we're being as professional we're, we, you know we're going there like pros we're doing our things we're meeting colleagues we haven't seen for years like we haven't seen since last year we're interacting with, with uh, PR people we, om- we almost never get to meet it, it, I think it's fun in a very different kind of way sort of like a fulfilling uh, you know it's game time let's do this kind of way as opposed to oh my god so much fun <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so and it sounds like a, a gripe, but if you hear anyone who actually has to, but this is a gripe you hear from anyone who actually has to work at that show. Okay. I know it's not fun, but it's just real talk. Real talk. E3. Oh. Real talk. Oh, like Anna has some good stories about people who shouldn't be at the show floor, like <laughs> snatching bags out of her hands or just being so rude to her. And you're like, you're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> It's like you're a GameStop employee that will never ever discuss my game with any of your client or any of your customers. Like, why should I care whether you get a plushie or not? Oh yeah, uh, can I just tell the story, Anna, real quick? I'm just gonna do go for person. it. So, so okay, so Anna, you know, she, she's she's working not to Mabu. She's she's busy. She's she has to get some people in for a demo. They have an appointment. They can only play at this one station. There's this guy there. She politely asks him to leave. He gets grumbles off and he comes back later. He's like, hey, I I barely got to play the first time I want to play now. He's like, we can't have another appointment. This guy's running late. Oh, well, at least give me a free bag. And he snatches from her hand and he goes. And it's like, great. Oh, it wasn't quite like that. Oh, mine um, was more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your retelling is definitely more dramatic. But yeah, um, by the third day of E3, we were basically double booking um, media appointments because they hadn't booked before the show. So not only did we have all of our booked appointments on day three, but we had people just showing up at the booth going, hey, I'm a member of the media and I didn't make an appointment. Can you get me in? So both me and Adam were demoing on the a New Beginning station. So And there was only two last year. They were back to back. And so anytime someone came up that was a member of the media, I had to kick who was at, whoever was off of the – whoever was on the 3DS, I had to kick them off. And so this guy had been there. And he'd waited in line, and just as he'd gotten up to play, I had to kick him off for a media appointment. So he hung around the booth for a little bit, and then he took off. And then he came back, and he got in line again, and he played again for about 30 seconds before I had to kick him off again. And I said, you know what, this time, you know, I know I've kicked you off twice, so just hang around, and as soon as this media appointment is done, I will put you in the front of the line, and you can play. So he did, and the media appointment honestly was not long, like 10 minutes. And um, he gets on and he plays for about a minute. And then he turns to me and goes, well, I want my plushie now. 
And it's like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Like the only plushies we have today are for our media appointments that were prearranged. Like even the ones that were walking out weren't getting plushies. I didn't tell him that part. But I'm like, hey, we have these awesome 15th anniversary bags. We're really excited about it. And he goes, and he snatches the bag out of my hand and stomps out of the booth. Yep. And you may be thinking someone at home seems like, oh, Anna, that's so rude. How can you treat your fans that way? Well, you have to remember, this isn't a fan show. This isn't PAX. This isn't PAX East. This isn't in the Comic-Con show or Anime Expo. This is like legitimately, not to spent like, like, if not hundreds of thousands, like a million dollars on this booth. And they need to get their word out for their games and get as many media as they can from all over the world to play this game. Otherwise, they spent a lot of money, time, resources, millions for nothing. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. It, this, it's, it's not a fan show. It's like business for everyone involved. Either you're showing buyers there or you're showing media there. Either way, you're trying to do something for yourself as a company. You guys, so, don't, you guys don't deal with the buyers on the show floor, do you, Anna? Um, generally not. Yeah. Um, oh, solu- those guys are above us. They have a special yeah. E3 that's catered. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Solutions to Go usually has um, a closed meeting room inside the Natsume booth. But gener- there's not that many arrangements like that. Most of them are in their own E3 section. But even when they do, if they do show up, they definitely get priority over. Of course they do. Of course they wait, do. Wait, wait. So- solutions to go. What's that? Um, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is this special E3? Where's the special E3? This oh, E3 special E3 it? happens only on the second floor. Yeah. Reggie is there in person. <clears throat> And he's doing like all the – like basically it's like this big EA section, this big Nintendo section. And they have mock-ups of like a fake Target store or a fake Walmart store with cutouts and like you know things. And they have the buyers come in. The buyers are wearing suits. Not only that, buyers but also like store buyers like Walmart. They right. also have like investors. Like Michael Pactor will come in there and bring in a group of investors. And it's like this is the secret E3. That's, that's why E3 really honestly happens Right, still. right, right. And it's like it's fully catered, air-conditioned. And it's not just like some PR rep that you may have seen on Twitter or something. It's like legitimately Reggie's there and he's talking to you and he's telling you why Walmart wants to buy like several several million of this game in particular. Or trust us, I know the Wii hasn't been selling right now, but this is why the Wii is going to continue to sell in the future. So please buy more Wiis. I mean, that's that's real E3. That's what Anna, really have you gotten to go into real E3? Um, no, because I don't have any anything to do with the buying side. Oh. So I mean, Graham, Graham does Graham get up. to go there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Graham will go up there. So does Natsume have its own section up there, or is that like you no. you join into a publisher there? Yeah, um, the stuff upstairs is mostly – is really big companies. Okay. I yeah. mean, outside of the fact that Nintendo has their so own section. So then how does he get he to go there if Natsume doesn't Walmart have Walmart has their own section and Target oh, has Oh, so you section. go talk to the stores section. Right, okay. right. So, um, yeah, I mean – That's awesome. Yeah, the other thing is, is kind of jumping back to the original conversation. I hate to say this because it kind of makes me sound bitchy. And the problem is, is I think if you talk to anyone else who works at Booth, they will tell you the same thing. It does not take you long to size up someone who's in the Booth for swag versus someone who's sincerely interested in your game. I like, I like making people think I'm there for swag and then continuing to ask them questions until they actually realize I care. <laughs> I'm that like, wait, wait. Mean. What, I, what, what? Oh, uh, sure. I, I did that um, at the conference I went to for work last week where I walk up and I'll ask them to do the thing that punches my card for swag. And then I'll actually ask them questions about their product. And they, and they, they look at me like, what, what, wait, 
you actually care about this? Oh, sure, sure, I can tell you about it. All right, all right. <laughs> I actually you know, got that reaction is, was great. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had that a little when I, when I did my uh, GDC trip back in 2011. I, you know, you go up to a you go up to a booth, and instead of get, grabbing like the I don't know the key rings on offer or something like that, you you know try and sit down and engage them in a long discussion about their product. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, I admit, it is actually quite entertaining. They're sort of face I'm gonna try that. Up. It's like, oh my god, you care! <laughs> I want to try it this year, just for sure. you too. I'm going to try sure. and bring back the stories and tell them how it went. I want to hear. But Anna, I know how you can tell instantly. You look in their eyes if they're dead and hungover. They're media, and they're there to cover your game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the dead eyes. Like, I don't really want to be here, but my appointment book says I need to be here. Tell me about your game. Well, appointments <laughs> are out. easy. We're not talking about appointments. Of course, appointments are there, well, almost always for, for covering. But Yeah, I know, Jim. You walk in there, hey, this is the one game I haven't seen at the show. Horn. Tell me about it. Hey, That's so uh, what you got going on here? How do I get a cow? <laughs> <laughs> can i get a t-shirt please size large extra extra large yeah you'd be anytime people ask us for our shirts mm-hmm. and um i don't know what it's like in the other booths but natsume literally prints enough shirts for staff and zero extras so which is um, again another thing that you guys should be merchandising but whatever you and i have had that conversation yeah, before yeah. so um I have actually had people try to buy the shirt literally off my body, and they have offered me hundreds of dollars. That was like the best. That was the funniest part about last year. It's like, I'll give you $300 for your shirt. I'm like, um, what am I supposed to wear? They're like, oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, E3. Walk for five minutes in any shirts. direction. You'll get seven shirts. You know where that shirt's going to go? Yeah, but it's not a Harvest Moon shirt. <laughs> Turn it all inside out. EBay. Gonna mm-hmm. all go on eBay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing that really cheesed me is last year we uh we checked eBay after the first day of the show and there were like twenty of the plushies that we had given out that day up on eBay. And the worst part is dirty business because that's media. They shouldn't be doing that. No, it's not media. No, you've been giving well, out to other people. Some of it is the media. first day they had other giveaways. Okay. Yeah, I mean the problem was is like um. Not this past E3, but the one before that, maybe it was even 2010, there was um, a, a, a couple of media places that went. They were small websites that they went around and got all of the swag that they possibly could, and then they sold it, and that's what funded their E3 trip. Hmm. Now, I feel like they had a good idea, but it's still incredibly skeezy. Uh, well, I mean... It- Hmm. Okay. You gotta do what you gotta do. Well, there. maybe, but then at the same time, it's like, could you imagine like One Up or IGN or or like the Giant Bomb people having like a secret eBay account and selling all the stuff they have? <laughs> they don't need to go to E3 for that. People just mail them crap all year long. That they yeah, but that even way. then, they don't sell it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't sell any of my swag. I, went to I don't think I've ever sold any of my E3s. I put it all in a box to give away to a listener someday. Yeah, we have a box wrap. I that is a long box. Oh, oh, oh Robo Noodle! Robo Noodle! The return of Robo Noodle. Now, the nice thing is, is people have gotten much better at swagging. 
So there is. Wait, what does that mean? Because you remember how you used to go to E3 and get like wall calendars and fly swatters and fans. Yeah, back when people had budgets. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that swag isn't useful. Let's face it. How how no, often? No, but but on those same years, that's when you were getting nice bags and stuff from the companies that had lots of money. Mm, yeah, sometimes. Um, but I mean, realistically speaking, even a lot of those bags, how often did we all go back to the hotel room and pile it all in the middle of the room and then throw it out hey, as we hey, were leaving? Hey, look at the camera. My best E3 swag ever. This is from 2004 E3, the bag <laughs> that Nintendo gave out. It's a Timbuktu bag, like a serious actual $100 worth bag. Everybody who went to the press conference got one. Swag has not been nice. the same since. My favorite one was my Terra bag. I love that thing. Yeah, but you went to an appointment and had to actually write something for it, right? Yeah. What a whore. They paid you. They paid you. Oh, that's true. You got paid. <laughs> that <laughs> should feel ashamed. See, that's the implicit thing that no one's saying, though. Is like The dirty thing about swag is it's sort of like a contract. We paid you. Go write about this. Here. Here's some stuff. Go write stuff about that's us. Not, that's not what it's actually going on. There's a subtlety But there. I actually liked Terra. I'm sorry. Though. If we had to give out uh, plushies only to people who would write about us, we'd give out about 16 as opposed to 1,600. It feels like you only give what out 16. I still didn't get a plushie. <laughs> Poor Anna. Hey, where's my review code, Anna? Anna? Ah! <laughs> I love it. Screw all of you. <laughs> that being said, um, I'm actually really excited because even though I'm not going to E3 this year, I'm probably going to get an E3 shirt from Natsume. Yay! On eBay for five thousand dollars. Well, for me one because um, the shirts this year are going to be for hometown story. So yay! You have to get an appointment for that, Manny. I've been. I think I checked the wrong box during E three stuff where I said no third party emails because I thought those. I don't like. Oh, do I need to start forwarding you everything? Everyone forward me everything. Okay. I got a single. I'm going. E3 I'm going yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start forwarding you. One. Yeah, I'm going through the trash right now. I checked the wrong box. I used to check that box every year, and I would still get like the key emails from people. But I ch- started checking because yeah, I started I know, getting a lot of garbage. Year, this year, the opt-out is a hard opt-out. We I see your first initial and your last name and the outlet you work for and nothing else. And I'm so pissed that I did that and that I can't change it because I haven't gotten Sony press conference invites, no Microsoft invites. No yeah, you will, get, you will get nothing. I got nothing this year. And yeah. I, I'm struggling to make any appointments. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, so don't do that. Yeah, and in fact, the problem is, is you weren't the only one that made that mistake, Manny. Mm-hmm. Because I've looked at the E3 media list, and it's something like 60% of the media list is on the Do Not Contact tab. Yeah, most of us, we always check that because we used to get spam from <laughs> other people. Yeah, I mean, you would get things like, hey, we're not going to E3, but we're holding a party nearby. And it's like, yeah, this has t- nothing to do with video games. I used to get a lot of those, and that's why I started checking it. So I'm, right. I'm- and that, that was good, but the problem is, is the, the Do Not list is just... <sighs> me, not a sing- I, I started thinking like, man, nobody likes me anymore. No, no. <laughs> I started crying this week. Hey, cry, Manny. I just want to talk about your dumb game on a podcast and maybe write some stories. Yeah, <laughs> a couple people that I emailed back and were like, are you 
actually, do you have any RPGs of the show this year? And they were like, no. So I'm not going to send you like 505 games because they don't All have right. anything you're interested I in. I will. <laughs> Go for it. I still got to get I still got to get my Sony invite. So many emails. I, totally I don't get a Sony am. invite. I have never gotten a Sony invite. I didn't get Sony either. Well, they never send it to me ahead of time. I know they're out there though. Yeah. So you may need to to have Mac get on that one, Manny. All right, cool. So there you go everyone. So I don't mind giving this sort of insider baseball for E3 stuff cuz I think this kind of stuff a lot of normal people don't actually get to hear about it. So I think I think it's probably interesting. Plus, how many more shows do we have before you guys are gone? Like one, two. Uh, two or the wedding is three weeks from today. Yeah, two because so two more three shows. weeks would be the wedding. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't mind going all hog wild with the E three talk. <laughs> Sounds good. So, to like me. there was a lot of news this week anyway. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, oh, speaking of. Let's uh, let's get into number question three. <laughs> Instead of doing a regular traditional wedding, this is a question, a question for everybody but me and Anna. Chris and Anna should instead... So instead of doing a regular traditional... Oh, what, what? Get married on the bridge of the Enterprise. Ooh, that's pretty good. What else? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd support that one as well. Oh, really? That's I don't Enterprise. know. Hmm. I imagine something with, like, Kirby and Ooh. hot guys. Maybe some ponies. Around Some here. Ponies. <laughs> Why ponies? Because ponies are awesome. Yeah, but oh. we. But remember, Anna and I only like the new ponies, not the old ponies. Hey, it, you're not allowed to chime in. Oh, okay. <laughs> old nice. ponies only. Oh. Because new ponies are weird. No. Old school ponies. Yeah. What else? Yes. That's it. I don't know. That's your idea, is ponies. Well, and I don't. I you have. I have to think about it more. Because other than traditional, like I don't know. Get like, married, get married at Legoland or something. At Legoland. Yeah, and you'll have like a Sava Lego cake like and everything. The writer Legoless of this letter land. will actually like that. He's into Legos a lot. So Legoless land. Legoland. Right. I, um, I actually did go to Legoland, but that was like you got married at Legoland. No, I, I visited it like once, and that was thirteen years ago. Mm. Legoland's nice because it's like one of the only places you can just get Legos, like just Legos without them being in a thing, a set. One of those little packets. Yeah. Like well, no, they have bulk Legos. You scoop them out with a scoop. Yes, I loved Legos when I was a kid. I had that big bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I remember having the bucket, too. Most exciting question ever. Number four. So I had no <laughs> idea that Dragon Crown creator George Kamitani previously worked on Capcom's Dungeons & Dragons, Dragons of Doom game. And that's what's behind most much of the gameplay and style inspiration in Dragon's Crown. Now, both titles are coming out this year. Are you interested in playing both in order to see how one game laid the foundation for the other? Or maybe you couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Okay. Uh, number five, your favorite gaming device slash platform. It can be your newest smartphone or your first console as a child. If, a pa- if you pause and think back on all your gaming days, what's the best gaming device, at least for now? Uh, not counting my PC here, um, I think I would probably say that at, like total playtime, I think the, the console that I've gotten the most use out of is my Japanese PS2. Nice. I'm going Super Nintendo. 
because that's my foundational RPG machine right there. I was going to go with Super Nintendo as well. That's yeah. I was probably my I, favorite. I, ne- I never actually owned one, so I had to borrow one off a friend. Hmm. I would say the three consoles I spent the most time with would be my PS2, my Dreamcast, and my Xbox 360. And Anna, what about you? I totally missed the question. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, who cares? Your favorite gaming device slash platform ever? Uh, DS. DS. Because she's weird. Okay, so there you go. Number five. Oh, wait, that was number five. That's it. Time for news. Oh, my goodness. There's more than I thought. There's more what? (laughs) News than I thought. I know, isn't there? It's it's. I was surprised at first. I yeah. thought oh, this was gonna be a light I, week. Anyways, if I uh, noticed. I need, us, whoa, whoa. I need to head, I you need leaving? To Why are you yeah. leaving? I'm gonna cook dinner. Do you have a doctor's note? You're not allowed to leave. This will be an unexcused absence. Oh no, Chris! I graduated from university. It's the last time I cared about an unexcused absence. This is or going on your permanent record, John. Oh no! Don't you, you have leave. to say naughty again before you leave? I'm being naughty. Yes, you are. <laughs> don't you don't you walk out that door. God, don't David, leave Dave, me. Don't you leave. Don't you leave. I need the British accents to keep me going. Yeah, don't I'm you sorry, dare. I've got dinner to cook. Young stuff. man, don't you walk away from me. Oh, no, you're not doing that. Cook it later. It's working. He's not oh. leaving. I like it. Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, don't you leave. Don't you close no. that. Oh, geez. He just... He just... Shut the front door. So you guys, hey, so have you guys, uh, you guys, have you guys heard about this? This, uh, this new game coming out called Van Helsing Begins. Hold on, I need a moment. <laughs> it's not all the children run out on. You. So you guys seen this? There's a typo in the newspaper. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yes, the incredible adventures of Van Helsing. <laughs> that was my Jay Leno. Yes, he's yeah, a yeah. terrible comic. Yeah. The Diablo-esque, I like headlines, um, the Diablo-esque action RPG from Neocore Games, this, it's going to be coming out this month. So a Diablo-esque game, Van Helsing setting, 15 bucks, PC, May 22nd. Does it actually look good? I have no idea. I never, I haven't seen footage of it. Have you? The tra- uh, the trailer is in the news story. I, I know. I'm watching it now just to make sure. Okay. Okay. It's got a pretty skill menu. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What else we got? It's got kind of like. Cluster. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is. Mm-hmm. This all looks okay. Graphically looks good. Uh, let's see him killing some stuff. Come on. All right. It's an action RPG like Diablo. It's hard to tell from just looking whether or not it's any good. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have multiple classes? Is my question. All right. So he's got the little. Yeah. All right. Um, it looks like a Diablo game. Because you know we don't have enough of those right now between Path of Exile, Diablo three, and Torchlight two. Let's have another one. I don't know. Someone tell me if it's any good, please, because I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know? You've been you you've had access to the trailer as long as I have. You do you know, know Def Punk's a really good album? I mean, a really good artist. Like, I can't wait for their new album. Which album do you like of theirs? Um, you know, honestly, I don't think they've done a bad one yet. Hmm. I've loved every single one. Yeah, but there's like. For me, Daft Punk has some really good songs and some okay songs, and then some songs I don't care that much about. Okay, I will say this: after like the after uh, this, was it Discovery? 
Yeah. After Discovery, just well, then they didn't do that many after that one, did they? They haven't done much. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other. Well, I will thing. say the Tron Legacy soundtrack was fantastic, mm-hmm. and the remix album was really good. Okay, you definitely want to get the remix album. The remix. All right, we'll do. All right, Time and Eternity. This is a game coming up from NIS America. We've talked about it in the past. Um, we found out that Europe's getting it, and they're going to get it um, next month. They'll get it ahead of the U.S. So June 28th, it'll come out in Europe, and July 3rd in North America. No, wait, sorry, 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 take that back. Take that back, take that back. June 28th, it'll come out in retail, and then July 3rd, it'll come out on PSN. And North America still has no date other than a few weeks after Europe. All right? Time and Eternity. That's uh, that. It's Image Epoch, so that could go either way. The Image Pooch. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Nest. Here's some big news. Dragon Nest, remember that free-to-play that Michael and I were really into? Because it's an action-based free-to-play, kind of like Terra before there was Terra. Um, Dragon Nest yeah, is around. Yeah, I remember playing it. Yeah, it's it's getting a new character type. Uh, oh. Yeah, so it's called Kali. I, I don't know. It's a new character. You the get fan blade weapons. Yeah, it's a prophetess. You can cl- advance into screamer or dancer. I'm just letting you know the game's getting new stuff. So if you haven't gone back to it in a while, maybe you want to check that out. Moving on, we've got RuneScape 3, the browser-based MMO. RuneScape 3 is launching on mobile devices this fall. I I didn't Uh, know there was three RuneScapes. I just thought there was RuneScape, RuneScape. I don't know much about RuneScape. Well, that was my first MMO-type game ever. Yeah, RuneScape 1? Back in the day. Okay, did you play 2 or 3 yet? I haven't. Okay. Well, never mind. Uh, If you want to, (laughs) it'll come out in mobile devices this fall. Play it on your iPad, I guess. I might actually try that. Yeah. Uh, RuneScape 3 is expected to launch... The, it, it isn't out yet, apparently. For Windows PC as a single update, which I don't understand how it's Windows PC if it's browser-based, but somebody has to explain RuneScape to me because I don't understand. All right. World of Warcraft! Mist of Pandaria is getting a Mahjong set. It's a limited edition Mahjong limited set. Yeah, two- yeah, it's gone already. Oh, it's gone already? Okay. Yeah, it, like the day it went up for sale, it was $209 $209 it cost. It was obviously aimed at like the Chinese or... Only a thousand Easter, I guess Japanese markets. No, no, no. I mean, Mahjong is big. Um, I would say like... You, you, the marketing... Filipino family, like basically East, South and East Asia, you can definitely see like lots of old Filipino, old Chinese... Yeah, especially Cantonese, old you know, just a bunch of old is, people sitting in a smoky room. There, there was no mahjong. English on these advertisements, for example. It was not me- no. meant for the West. They made about a thousand of them, and that was it. <laughs> I will say the poker chips look pretty cool. They got little panda paw, paw prints on them. Oh, nice. you know, we should learn to play mahjong. It'd be great. We can start gambling on mahjong. Yes, we can go I to have, smoky parlors. I have all the yakuza games. Can I do that in there? Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Get on that. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I don't think when I think mahjong, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think I've ever seen a Japanese person play mahjong. I know they do. <laughs> I, I know they seen... do because I've been to the to the arcades that have entire mahjong dedicated floors and stuff. Are they just old people though? Uh, yeah. I, a mahjong <laughs> feels like an old person's game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just um, does. Every just, every time I've ever thirty been year olds, it, the professionals, like the business people, they get into it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like older like gentlemen like and yeah. older women. I'm talking like. Late forties, like sixties. Yeah, yeah. And where I grew up, though, it was also uh, they'd play dominoes instead. Mm. But the same kind of smoky environment, bad beer around the table. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone play dominoes as though it was a serious card game or something. That's, really? Yeah. That you have not spent any time in like a in, in either Latino, especially Latino black communities. No, I have not. I can I could say that for sure. 
other than the one at the end of my street right now. Like, but, you know, it's big. Like, you'll see, like, Puerto Rican, Dominican people playing some mahjong on this. I mean, playing some dominoes on the street, some Cubans getting into that, getting mm. into it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Super Mario RPG, you can get it for free if you've registered enough stuff on Club Nintendo. Um, I just did this during the show this morning, <laughs> if you were watching me do that on the stream. Um, I was wondering what you were doing. Yeah, I was registering Club Nintendo games so I could download Super Mario RPG to my to my Wii. It costs 200 coins on Club Nintendo. I uh, just wanted to let you know it's up there. And uh, maybe you'll be like me, be like, oh, I got a bunch of unredeemed Wait, surveys and stuff. Is there no other way to get this? Um, I don't. I, I assume you could just buy it. I don't know. Huh. So it's okay. only 200 coins? Yeah, 200 coins. Yes, um, I could totally get let's see. it. Um, I assume it's already out. I They don't mention it in this in this article, so I couldn't tell you. I, I want to say that we've had stories in the past that was just up for purchase, but for, for doing surveys and stuff, yeah, that's a way to get it. Yeah, that's Unfortunately, awesome. it's on the Wii Virtual Console. It is not <laughs> on the Wii U Virtual Console, so maybe they'll re-release it later and you get to upgrade it for a dollar to the Wii U so you can play it on your gamepad. Assuming you have a Wii U, which I know that's not very many people. All right. Who's still playing Borderlands 2? Okay, nobody in this... in this. Okay, other than me actually played Borderlands 2, right? So I'm not still playing Borderlands 2. But if I were, I might care that a sixth playable character is coming as DLC, part of the Psycho Pack, and it's going to be called Krieg the Psycho Bandit. And as you can imagine, he's crazy. And Did has, you see the leaked trailer that, was, that came out that no. came out recently too? Where no. um, apparently it's going to be like a Dungeons and Dragons themed expansion. Oh, starring really? Tiny Tina. Okay, wait, Tiny Tina. Oh. You know, uh, Tiny Tina's voiced by Ash. What you playing, girl? Ash, who? Hey, Ash, what you playing? You know the game trailers, lady. No. Acts weird. Yeah, I know that she's like. I I don't like the Tiny Tina character that much. I don't think she's funny. Um, I think she tries to be funny, but isn't. Um, that's not her fault. That's the writing. And no, honestly, though, if you ever it's watch... one of those, it's one of those slumming it like game it media people who are in the game character voices, right? So eh. game media. Well, if you watch the the the, the hey, that's what you're playing. That what, her character on that is not that far off from Tiny Tina. Is it? It's not that far off. No, I have. I've never watched that. But yeah, so Krieg and some new DLC. They're cranking away at this. Yep. Uh, it'll be 10 bucks. Which is that enough to get you to play? No. Do you uh, have the, the season the pass? The D&D thing, I might. No, I don't have the season's pass. Is this part of the season pass? No. no, no. no. Uh, I, I would think so, right? I, uh, it doesn't say. I don't. I thought the season pass was just for three things. I don't think it was a, you know, it wasn't like an infinite pass. Oh, if you look, there's a link at the bottom of the story. Yeah. It, for Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Yep, I just brought that up. Um, let's see, it hits June 25th. It is very much looking Dungeons and Dragons inspired. And it'll be. Oh, in the trailer, they're literally throwing like D20s on the, on the so table. It will be 10 bucks. And oh, Tiny Tina is hosting a D&D tabletop game. And I guess maybe you are playing through it. Like maybe it cuts to. She narrates something, then you play through it or something, maybe? I don't know. Um. I don't, I'm interested in that, so I'll see. Maybe that'll get me to play it because I just I lost interest in Borderlands Two, just like I lost it in Borderlands One. It's just I don't like. It's not the same as playing a Diablo game. It's not as interesting to me for some reason. I don't know. But you also burned out on Torchlight and Diablo Three proper, right? No, I I still like those games. I've been waiting hmm. for patches on Diablo Three because they're rebalancing all the loot. 
do you think blizzcon 2013 we see the expansion uh we better expansion? i i think well, there's a chance we'll see three expansion announcements this year at blizzcon three three new world of warcraft uh-huh. new starcraft yeah diablo 3 yeah what now, about titan no All it's right. blizzard i don't expect anything about titan um they've got they've got their expansions in hearthstone um i think it'll be more likely we'll only see two expansions talked about and that uh, Diablo three is still going to take a while or something, um, and that oh, yeah. won't be talked about. Three years, yeah. Expansion cycle. Ridiculous. I know, I know. Uh, or same could be said. Probably, actually, StarCraft two is even more likely to not be talked about because it yeah, I would be yeah, it just I, came it just out, released right? this year. So yeah. nothing about StarCraft two. Maybe I, I assume we'll see something about Diablo three because that would be good for their marketing of the game. Yeah, at the very least, like a name. And or WoW just a has hints. to happen. WoW expansion yeah. has to happen. So any idea where that's going? No. All right. Um, they could go wherever they want. Emerald Dream seems the most logical. But that's been the – we've said that the last three expansions. Right. So eh, we'll see. All um, right. So what have we got next? Flashback. Crater yeah. Brings you, Dark Yeah, you Star remember RPG? Flashback? That uh, old adventure game for like SNES and stuff? So he's oh. making a – all right. Well, the guy who made it is making <laughs> – he's porting a French RPG called Darkstone. He's going to bring it to mobile devices. And I don't so know. So many buttons. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, uh, I've never played Darkstone, but apparently it's out on PC as well. So, yeah, whatever. It's happening. Uh, if you care about Darkstone, be excited. If you care about Flashback, hopefully, maybe this means that the, oh, well, whatever. Xseed is renaming themselves. Yeah, there was a big kerfuffle on the internet. People were freaking out. Oh my God. <sighs> People don't yeah. know how to read. Yes, please share. So, Xseed. Like years ago, had a like a mutual agreement, mutual partnership with Marvelous, and I'm talking like six years ago, and it went so well that Marvelous just bought Xseed, and that was also a while ago. I thought Marvelous has always owned Xseed. No, no, okay. no. Um, and so when they decided to purchase Atlas Online which is a completely different division of Atlas JP and Atlas USA, they decided to also rebrand Xseed. So now it is all under one brand name as Marvelous USA. Mm -hmm. And that is both the console division, which is all the stuff that Xseed normally does, and the online division, which is going to be the two MMOs that Atlas USA runs, including Shin Megami Tensei Imagine, and their upcoming mobile and browser games. So nothing changes except maybe nothing they get better support. Nothing changes except a name and two MMOs go to a different company. That's what's changed. All right. Shimigami Tensei Imagine is interesting because Atlas Online didn't originally have that. No, Aria did. Yeah. <laughs> and then Atlas The booby people. Yeah. Well, yeah, the funny thing is, is, um, well, Atlas Online, rather, but yeah. I had heard that Aria was actually trying to purchase Atlas Online. Oh, okay. So I was really surprised to hear that, you know, they'd become Marvelous USA, not because of the name change, but because I thought someone else was going to buy them. Yeah, Aria looks like they have a lot of money and they're not sure where to spend it. This is not ariablarg.tv. No, this is actually, it should probably be called Area. It's yeah, Area R-I-A. Games. Okay. You're right. Yeah, it's Area. They're the ones who did a Scarlet, or doing Scarlet Blade. 
Yeah, they do a bunch of stuff. I think they have something like 12 MMOs right now. Yeah. And, and then they have a lot global of division. So, yeah, they are a big, big company. With a lot. I don't know how they can afford all that stuff or who gives them their money, but they got a lot of it. No idea. They tricked some VC into giving them a whole bunch. So, you guys You're hear about this? Suspecting foul play? They tricked someone? Come on. No? And I don't know. Say, I wouldn't say foul play, but I'm, I'm, I could easily imagine they went to a, a presentation and said, like, pointed at a chart, step one, booby game, step two, <laughs> step three, profit. Wait, and the guy why said, is okay. Area Games booby games? I'm missing that. Scarlet Blade. Oh, okay. Right. That's the one you want to be in the boardroom for. Well, I just, but you like based on their events. I've been, I was talking to other press there, and their press events, they they spend way more money than they should, given how many people actually end up going. Yeah, but that's a that's a mistake that a lot of um, MMO companies make in general. Like Joymax last year at E3 um, had this big press conference in like the LA Lounge across the street from the exhibition hall they gave everybody personalized joy max ipads you know and out of like the 35 people that were invited i think four people wrote about it whoa it's ridiculous i don't know how these companies can afford that not only that though you think the ipad sound like the most expensive part the most expensive part is renting out the la lounge across the street from the and from the convention center during e3 i can't even imagine how much that cost them no that's true but man, it is four people wrote about it. And Ed, the worst part, you want to know the best part, the best and worst part? And I warned them, I bet. Oh, yeah, we told them not to do it. I mean, we were really excited. We, they, they got a booth, and we thought that was going to be really great. And they got so many more write-ups out of that booth than they ever did out of the, out of the exclusive press conference. Right. Because press conferences shouldn't be exclusive. Just, just a hint. Well, and the problem so is, up. is like a bunch of the people that they invited. You know that th- these are people that have iOS specific websites. They mm-hmm. already own an iPad. Why are you giving them another one? A bribe to get them there. Oh, do you really want to give iOS people a Kindle Fire? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You give them a mean, new iPad. They don't have new iPads necessarily. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they probably do. Unless you're Chris. You think you're the only site that gives away iPads to iOS sites? Come on. Yeah. I mean, they did do a good job of preloading the have... software and stuff like that. And yeah. that was a cool idea, but. I bet you how many of them got home and restole those games? Probably. <laughs> well, I mean, they would have. Well. All right. Anyway. King of the Hearts, yo. Unless they gave them the account, they don't get to re-download those games, so that's kind of weird. Um, anyway. Exceed. Uh, we already talked about that. Uh, King of Hearts. No, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Stop trying <laughs> to skip the right. story. <laughs> oh, okay. I like this only because I'm going through a home purchase and the terms they're using. So they're updating Lord of the Rings online again. Obviously, the game's free to play. Lots of updates. Uh, they have player housing nowadays, and a lot of people have like bought houses and then left the game. And so uh-huh. what they've said is they're going to issue foreclosure notices for homes that have been locked for more than 180 days, after which you have 60 days to complete payment on your house. Otherwise, it will be foreclosed. The house will be put back on the market, and all items in the house will be put into escrow or taken into t- custody. Uh, 
you don't lose your items, but you have to, you know, clear them out of escrow before you can make it buy a new home and stuff. And <laughs> so that's going to clean up all the housing and people will be able to buy homes that have been unpurchasable for, for some time. So I you know, I'm looking funny. at this picture and it's like this house overlooking this waterfall. I'm thinking, how much does that real estate cost? Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah. So the idea is to clear out the, the blocked up homes so that people can like, you know, move into a neighborhood with their friends and have their own housing and stuff together. That's kind of a community. cool idea. I want to do that. I no like... dwarves in our community. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts HD Remix is coming out in America on September 10th. And if you pre-order, you get a limited edition art book. That's and this new... is a PS3 version, right? Contains Final Mix, Chains of Memories, and... 358 over 2. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so there's there's new stuff that hasn't been outside of Japan before. So if you're into Kingdom Hearts and want to play it a third time, because I've already played it twice, I could buy that and play it a third time and get even more stuff. Hmm. All right. Well, enough of Kingdom Hearts. Diablo 3 got patch 1.08 finally. It's live. Um, includes a long, long list of fixes for multiplayer in-game stuff general fixes uh they've got um 30 bonus experience in four player games you can identify all the items in your inventory at once now they've increased the size of gold stacks on the auction house and a whole bunch of other stuff so if you've been waiting for the next patch to come out like me and you just wanted to know when it happened it happened so go take a look at that again and you should also know that be thankful that you didn't follow it exactly when it happened because then the next day they had to take down the auction house uh due to a gold duping bug and like a couple days later, they finally got the um, they finally got the uh, the uh, the bug fixed and the auction house back up. Um, in the meantime, people had duped trillions of gold. Trillions. Trillions. So they uh, totally uh, de deflated the value of gold. It was funny. Um, yeah, from twenty five cents a million, it went down to twenty five cents for ten million. Um, yeah. People then bought gems for real money and converted them to gold. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's Diablo 3 this week for you. Star Wars The Old Republic has been making more money since they went free to play. So we finally got a statement out of them. They've more than doubled their re- monthly average revenue since going free to play. So if we were wondering if it worked looks like it worked makes me wonder how much they were making before um, <laughs> it does I'm, I'm gonna raise a hand here and you know not to totally like crap on their parade yeah but at the same time when lord of the rings online went free to play they had like a 400 or 500 percent bump hmm. so here's what they say they've added more than 1.7 new, million new players since november um which is when they went free and the subscriptions have stabilized at just under half a million uh, and of course, subscriptions are only one source of revenue in the free-to-play option, obviously. So, well, that's where they're at. It's looking better for them. In the meantime, we learned that World of Warcraft lost 1.3 million subscribers over the past three months. So they are now at the point where we may say that it does look like they're starting to hemorrhage a little. Won't they just? Won't they get another band-aid? When the next expansion comes out? Yeah, but they just had a Band-Aid. And, okay, so in 2010, they had 12 million. Um, mm-hmm. In 2012, early 2012, they were 9.1 million. 
Mm-hmm. October 2012, they were at 10 million, so they did get bumped a little because the expansion hit. Um, and then uh, now they are down 1.3. They are where are they at now? I guess 8.7 then. So that expansion bump is lasting. Is it lasting as long as it used to? No, it's not. Um, and that could be a reason more than anything else that we could hear about Titan at BlizzCon. I still have my doubts about it, but yeah, that if if World of Warcraft is trending and they're able to do the math and say, hey, it's time for us to announce something because if we don't have something for them to go to, they're just going to not come back. I don't know. What do you think, Anna? Do you, do you announce early or do you announce close to when Titan comes out? Um... That's such a tough one. Because if you announce early, is, people if, might just stop playing altogether, right? That's the problem. Is it's like if you announce too early, people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to quit WoW because I'm going to play Titan. So. Imitanis in our chat room says the loss is mostly in Asia. And yeah. Patch 5.3 will also help give a bump to bring some people back. Though there's no raid coming with 5.3. I guess there's a lot of other good stuff, though. There's a so. bunch of other content, though. Yeah. The problem is, is I think right now, is you don't need another raid. I mean, the raids we have right now are keeping us more than occupied. Mm-hmm. We need more dungeons and scenarios and things to do that aren't LFR. Mm-hmm. And that's what 5.3 is fulfilling. Okay. So I'm actually happy that this patch doesn't have another big raid. Okay. I don't need another big raid in my life. I just <laughs> want to have more variety to do from day to day. Okay. Like, because... You know what, and that's kind of been the, you know, Miss of Pandaria provides plenty of variety. The problem is it, it seems overwhelming, and you do too much at once. The problem is, is I feel like Miss of Pandaria is, is what dailies am I going to do today? Well, that's variety, and it's also what farming <laughs> do I want to do? There's plenty of dungeons, there's plenty of raids, I, I, there's so many different things you can focus on, different storylines, plenty of quests, I don't know, and the, all the fishing stuff they added, and uh, there's plenty of stuff to do. Just not what people want, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what they want. <laughs> I don't think there's any giving you what you want. You just want more dungeons, right? I mean, I also think it's the fact that the game is now... Uh, did it pass or is closing in on eight years old? 2003, right? No, 2005. 2005? Uh, what, was it a beta for two years? Hang on. When did World of... It passed 10 years, Anna. Hang on. Siri, when did World of Warcraft come out? 2000, November 23rd, 2004. Okay. Wow, she actually brought it up. (laughs) Oh, but it only told me when Burning Crusade came out. Yeah, Blizzard announced World of Warcraft on September 2nd, 2001, and the game was released on November 23rd, 2004. So that's eight and a half years. So, yeah, I mean, the game is also old. Yeah. I mean, UO and EQ saw the same kind of drop-offs after eight years. I am absolutely certain. Mm. All right. If you are in Europe and you like games that have knights, witches, and fantasy, uh, they are discounting all games like that on PSN. So if you got a PS3, you might be interested to buy Black Knight Sword, Dark Souls, uh, Demon Souls, Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, Dungeon Hunter Alliance, Fat Princess, Game of Thrones... Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, um, Medieval Ma- Moves, Medieval Ma- Resurrection, Ninokuni, Rune Factory Oceans, Trying to, or Wizardry, all on sale right now. And if you, um, 
if you have PlayStation Plus, all those give you an additional discount. And if you don't, and regardless of PlayStation Plus or not, the other ones include Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Legacy of Cain, Medieval. Um, yeah, for, forget the PlayStation Plus stuff. The point is, all that stuff's on sale. So, And if you've got PlayStation Plus, some of it costs even less. Go buy RPGs. There you go. And Dragon's Crown. Who's picking up Dragon's Crown now that they've announced a 64-page art book coming with pre-orders? No? Nobody? Game looks ugly. And honestly, the ugliness of the game is what's keeping me from buying it. Um, Chris, you don't like it? How about some men? You're so gay. I know, right? Um, if it looked like if it Hot looked guys. like um, Odin's Odin's sphere, I'd probably be buying it. But it doesn't. It looks weird, and I don't want it. But, but don't criticize it publicly, Chris, or people will think you're homosexual. Well, we'll see what happens when it actually comes up. Maybe it'll be really awesome. They'll get it anyway. But then I'll be sad I didn't get the art book. But that's okay because I don't like the art. So you know what? That's perfect then. <laughs> All right. You know, I have to say though, I know we we're tempted to get every art book, everything. We don't need every single one. How, I mean, how, nope. how how gigantic is our coffee table? Yeah, our I, metaphorical coffee table. I'm I'm kind of anti art books right now. I want them like, I you know, it, it, there's just no point to it. When you, I'm not the kind of person who sits down and looks at art. Maybe if you were, then there's a point to it, but that's not me. And I would say the most, the best, like the best art book Blizzard's done was the Diablo three when they actually explained the process. But like previously, like the the expansion art books or even the StarCraft two, all they did was print out pages from their website. Oh really? And like, what's the point of that? Yeah, I did the most recent StarCraft two. I did not buy the collector's edition. I said I don't need the art book mostly because it's Zerg stuff, and I don't like Zerg. Um, yeah. I wish they would have known if they learned their lesson from uh, from Diablo two. I mean, the, the, yeah, the Diablo two three art book, and if uh, the StarCraft. To um, the heart of the swarm actually has a description of the process. I'd be, I'd love to know that. Hmm. That's a good point. What I would love to know is whether or not Final Fantasy Ten Two HD is actually going to have uh, the international version bonus content. You and everyone else. So apparently, uh, Famitsu is saying Screenix is Screenix is saying they're undecided as to whether or not to include the extra content from Final Fantasy Ten Two International Plus Last Mission, which is the bestest and most awesome version of Japan-only Final Fantasy X to release. Uh, they haven't decided if they're going to include that extra content in the HD remaster. I have to um, ask, what's the holdup? I don't know. Do you... Here, I don't know. All Here's right. what it says. As for the HD remastered version, the inclusion of Last Mission, an event occurring three months after X2's conclusion, is undecided at present. So it looks like Last Mission is the big thing. Um, Last Mission gives you a bunch is an epilogue of the game basically you go through a dungeon mm-hmm. and they talk about like all the characters you met in the in the previous two games and it kind of tell you all their fates um so uh it's also a big long 80 level dungeon and stuff and so i don't know why they're thinking about not including it but that's kind of yeah that's what i'm wondering like they, we haven't decided like wh- wh- what's I, I don't understand is the content non-translated is that the issue it is translated. It was available in English. Then why? Where? This is the whole thing about the international versions, is that they retranslate them, is that they take the English version and port it back to Japan with changes, and they yeah. leave the English in. Yes, but Last Mission would not have been in English because it wasn't out here. That part would not necessarily be in English. Hmm. I'm just saying, if, the, if, if Anna's right and that content is there... Why Why wouldn't they include it? So they can just nickel and dime you later? Yeah, maybe that could be it. Maybe they want to do it as DLC. I mean, they're doing 
um, DLC for this. Some I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Stupid. Warhammer Quest. So if you were into Warhammer, like the original, you know, StarCraft before it was StarCraft, Warhammer 40K, man. Um, and this is Warhammer, so this is fantasy Warhammer. So this is um, Warcraft before it was Warcraft, right? So, so if you're into Warhammer, uh, they got a game coming out for tablets for you. So they're showing off a game called Warhammer Quest. And you'll be you play as there's a quartet of heroes going through tiny winding tunnels, fighting goblins, and um, uh, it's, it looks like you're playing through a D and D game or something. So that's cool. And they'll and it'll take 25 to 30 hours to play, and it looks very actiony. But you know, I figured I'd talk about it since it's kind of up in our wheelhouse, and it'll be out on iPhone and iPad later this year. Warhammer Quest, and that, my friends, is all I got for news. I still can't beat Chuck Norris. No one can beat Chuck Norris. <sighs> I got really, really close. Did the apocalypse start yet? Chuck Norris will beat you. No, I'm just asking because we elected Obama as a president. What? <laughs> you know, you, you guys don't remember his... No, he just... Right before, during the election, he posted this video how the apocalypse was going to start. We'd enter a time of darkness if we elected Obama to the presidency. I'm being told I missed huh? a story about Pokemon this week. <gasps> what did I miss? Let's see. Oh, jeez. I honestly don't know, so I'm I'm trying to find um, Pokemon stuff. How old is Chuck Norris anyway nowadays? Isn't he like 65 or 70 or something like that? He's not a young man anymore. I know that for sure. He's pretty old now. I do miss the Walker Texas Ranger level lever. Okay, um, there is one quick news story oh, I can. I can where you're looking that up, there's a humble bundle going on. The double fine humble bundle, where mm-hmm. you can pick up Psychonauts, stacking brutal legend, and most importantly, costume quest. Pay what you want, DRM free, cross platform, helps charity. There's a game being developed for 3DS in Japan called Pokemon Treta being made by Marvelous AQL. It's based off the arcade version of the same game where you get tokens that represent your Pokemon. You scan them into the game. Um, and the game will come with a reader. But this looks like it'll probably only be Japan only. It'd be awesome to have that here, though. Um, says there's new Pokemon that were announced this week, and I don't know what they were. So. There's a shadow. Just put the link up. Nintendo Life. Four new Pokemon make Koro Koro appearance for Pokemon X and Y. What's Koro Koro? I don't know. I don't know. All right. So we have Go Goat, a grass type riding Pokemon. Can hurt learn Horn Leech. Um, Ekiteru, which is a generation Mon that whatever that means. Uh, Yayakoma, a normal flying Robin, it looks like a Robin, and a Panda. They've got a Panda. Called Yanchan, yeah! a fighting type Panda. naughty Pokemon, whatever that means. Uh, so there you go. So it looks like a pissed it's off a kung panda. Kung Fu Panda. Uh, Where's Quinn when you need him? I know. <laughs> and Anna says, "OMG, oh, I beat Chuck Norris. Good job." I don't know. That was that really means. hard. Okay. 
the universe is about to explode right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because so, yeah, no though. one can be Chuck Norris except for and Chuck Norris. He, he started to push me back so that if I teleported away, I only had like a second to hit like a seed or an invulnerability before he was attacked. Robo Noodle! Robo Noodle! Okay! So no, one, no one's excited about the du- Double Fine Humble Bundle? No, I've got most of those games already. All right. Well, if you haven't, Custom Quest, super, whatever you, like a dollar. Uh, the real, I mean, the nice thing there is, you know, if you do the minimum amount, you buy into uh, uh, Broken, whatever, it's Broken Ages, the new the new adventure game they're making, the Kickstarter mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. But if you want a cheap way of getting a bunch of Double Fine games, there you go. And for 802 or whatever it was now, um, you get... Uh, Brutal Legend as well for PC. PC, Mac, and Linux. Yep. Sweet. All right. I think I'm done. Are we done? Oh, wait. We got a review. I got a plug. Review this week from Alex of, let's see. What was it called? I have that here. It's called Dragon's Dogma. Oh, yeah. We talked about this on the podcast last week. But his review's up. He gave it a four out of five, and you can read all about it right there on the site. And uh, I want to play that game, but I need to be, f- finish Dark Souls first. All right, and that's it. We good? We I, have, good. I have one more thing. Yeah. Today is Eat What You Want Day or Kirby Day. Ooh, how does that Just work? Just so you know. Um, and Nintendo tweeted out a couple hours ago, and they're just like, "What are you eating today for Eat What You Want Day, Kirby Day?" Hmm. So. <sighs> how much do they pay to say this on this podcast? Hey, you know I'm a Kirby fan, girl has to be said it's officially eat what you want to oh it's officially eat what you want day which happens to be kirby's favorite holiday yeah kirby's favorite holiday it's eat what you want day huh yeah what are we gonna have for lunch i don't know whatever you want anna yeah we can have whatever you like you can even (laughs) get a large fry yeah that's it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to send in feedback for the show, it's uh, RPGamer. No, it's podcast at RPGamer.com. Follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash RPGamer. Watch us live, RPGamer.com slash live every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, except for the month of June. Just want to get that in there. We're going to be missing some shows then. Um, you can also send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. We'll play it right here on the show. Please keep it 90 seconds or less. And with that, we're going to see you next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Catch you in a week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Send wedding wishes.